there is a great known. You're in it. You're being guided by it. You have support. It's all around us all the time. Choose the ease. Let go of trying to control how it needs to be or what you think you need to know. Just flow. Move from one cool thing to the next. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller Podcast. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode today. Before we dive in, I have to tell you that on Monday, just a few days away, I begin to do this free workshop. It's called the Wealthy Woman Within event. It's really going to be the best thing that we've ever created. And there's already about 7,000 people signed up. This time every day we're meeting on a Zoom room. So for those of you who appreciate that, you're going to love this event. If you want to change your relationship with money and with wealth, if you want to really come to change and shift the understanding of your own self-worth, that often, as I have seen over and over again, is reflected in our net worth. And so we are going to do some pretty amazing work this week, and it's free. You can join us at kathyheller.com slash wealth. Come and join us if you join and you can't be there live every day, you'll still get sent the replay, kathyheller.com slash wealth. And it begins 9 a.m. Pacific on Monday morning, January 22nd through the 27th. So today I'm going to share a piece of a coaching call. In this episode, I talked to two different women, Lori Ann and Renee. They were struggling with a common feeling of not being enough. It's a huge topic and I know that it's something that's universal very often. So I wanted to share this with you. Take a listen. So who would like to go first and just share with us whatever's feeling present today. Maybe we can support you with that. Well, I'm in an interesting place and I had a really wonderful conversation with Natalie and then we had more people join our group, but I was getting frustrated because I feel I just need two hours a week Friday morning. I just need two hours a week. And, but yet inevitably distractions, distractions, distractions. And it's no one's fault because life happens. Right. And I mentioned that to Natalie and was reminded beautifully that it's about the energy I'm putting out instead of I just need this two hours a week. It's that I give myself two hours a week. And it's just a shift and, ch- and change. And it's something I have been working on moving out of lack conversations, moving out of lack statements, such as I, I do theater and I co-directed a production that we're closing this weekend. And my co-director kept saying, we don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. And I tried to switch that. I knew I couldn't switch her language, but I could switch mine into we have just enough time. And it changed the whole way I approached the thing. I wasn't trying to race through it because we didn't have enough time. I was trying to focus on the time we do have. And it's been a huge shift. And I didn't realize I was doing that with Fridays until I spoke with Natalie. And it was a really big shift because I feel, I'm going to say it, I feel I'm behind. I know that there is no behind, but I feel like I'm behind. I haven't done a lot of the homework. I really want to set aside time for it. And I'm blaming everybody else. And I didn't realize it until today. So, well, that's extremely cool because it's very honest (laughs) and and we're all behind in something at some point, you know, something that we really want to do, something that for some reason we haven't given over ourselves to. And also we can just kind of normalize that. Like I'm one of those people who's very... I don't know. It seems like it's very true for me that I can be such a C student. And I don't think if I was taking this class that I would have done all the homework. So I don't think that makes you bad. 
In fact, I think that we give we give you guys like a fire hose of information. There's so many live calls and and all of that stuff. So I don't know that you have to keep up with all of it. I, I kind of feel like that in of itself is a story that you feel like mm-hmm. you have to do all of it. And if you don't do all of it, then you won't get what you need. Because the truth is that how many moments in your life have you had a really profound experience? And it was in that experience that your soul made a decision to make a hairpin turn in a different direction, right? And it was just that experience of that moment. I mean, so much of how we progress through our life is not because we did homework, right? It's not because we're caught up. It's because we allow ourselves in certain moments to make courageous decisions. And you don't really need to catch up to make a courageous decision. You can do that in a nanosecond. It's called courage for a reason. It's called looking at one tiny part of your life in a moment where you are going to have radical courage because how many things in your life have you done, have I done, that we were terrified to do? And the reason we call it courage is because it's not the absence of fear. It's like changing lanes, no matter what that is, whether it's setting a boundary with someone in your life, quitting a job, asking for more money, changing something about your business when you think people might all just exit stage left because you just said something new or whatever it is, it requires courage. And you are basically creating a, a scenario where you're saying, even the question is, is, is not really the right question because the question is, how can I find my way? Which is a beautiful thing. You know, you're saying, how can I make this a priority in my life? That's not a bad thing. That's a beautiful thing. But really inherently under that, there is a belief that you need to catch up when really you know that you have the opportunity to go through the portal at any moment that you just decide to set down your fear and move from a different point of alignment to make the choice out of the past, to make the decision to not be operating from the unconscious pattern and to go, oh my God, that's the crowning jewel of the human. Like my cat is going to be the same every day. My cat is not self-reflective. My cat is not going to make decisions different than that's what's so beautiful about nature. It just runs the way it's supposed to, right? And yes, it can look like horrible to us. We're like, oh my God, the shark ate the fish and the thing ate the fish. It's like, it's all set up. It knows what to do. We're the problem, you know? It's when we throw litter in the ocean. The problem isn't that there's a food chain. They figure it out. It needs to exist that way. They're designed in a way where they don't really have free choice. They just make decisions based on instinct, based on habit. They will replay it over and over. Every day is Groundhog Day. Human beings have the ability to, in a moment, decide that they're going to do it differently. And so you came to this class because there is something about your own knowing, about your own capacity for expansion and what you know to be your future, because there is no time. That means your soul has already been there and back and your soul is going, come on, we wouldn't crave this deeper alignment if we never had it. If I had never had chocolate once in my life, I wouldn't think about chocolate. I think about chocolate because I know how good it is, right? You know how good it is because your soul has already experienced the totality of feeling connected. You came into the world with that feeling of oneness and potential. You didn't have a story. You didn't have an avatar. You weren't beaten down by some limiting belief that kept you from just picking up this glass or just sitting right here. So you came here because you know that. And now it's like there, there's something that tells you I'm not ready. If I took more classes and I had more of the homework done, I would be ready. 
but you know what that is and you will never be ready minus fear. You'll always do it scared Mm -hmm. because that is actually the satisfaction for the soul is doing it scared because what we want is the growth anyway. We don't actually even want the outcome. We want the feeling of, oh my God, I was this plant in this pot and now I'm, I moved. And that experience is always going to be scary. So there is no amount of prep that takes that away. And so really, in any moment, you could give yourself the permission slip to know you already know enough. Just this call, one meditation, you've been reacquainted with the part of you that already knows, the part of you that's powerful. And that's the reason why you don't show up for the calls, because there is a subconscious belief that letting go of whatever feels scary, it's not as big of a win as whatever the win feels like. The cost of letting go of the fear outweighs for your subconscious, whatever it is that you are wanting to allow in. But that's only in the mind. And where you really can live from is the place where you're just called. It's a calling. And when you move from calling, the rules don't apply to you. When you move from calling, you don't bump into the same kind of people on the path. It's amazing. When you move from calling, it is felt in the field and other people, they just disappear. It's almost like you don't even bump into it because you're no longer operating at that level. And so you don't have to deal with that resistance in the same way. And so for all of us, it's hard to have the courage. And when you come from this part of you, that's actually where all your power lives. It's much easier to have the courage. And in that place, you just let go of being defined by the way you've been living. Right. So I think that's what's going on. And I am curious to hear more about it. So I want to come back to that. Renee, tell us what's going on with you. Sure. I am I'm nervous. I'm like on my phone. I'm like holding it like. So a little bit of background about my journey. I started a business like a few years ago from a place of not wanting to be visible online and found a business model that didn't require me to be uh, visible online. It was just like you can create books on Amazon, you know, the whole self-publish and make 10K a month in like six months thing with a pen name. And so I, I did that. And it was a topic that was clearly very needed. It's about rainwater and rainwater harvesting. And the more I researched it, the more I realized that and then the more I talked to people, it was like literal people are like having problems with water and clean water. So I was like, okay, great. So I made this awesome book. I didn't do it because it was a passion of mine. I did it because I was interested in and wanted to make money online, essentially. And so now this book Kathy, the way you talk about flow, it's just like taking off and people are like coming to me and they're like, talk to us about rainwater and talk to us about this and that. And like, I'm me now being like seen as like an expert in rainwater. I've never done rainwater harvesting. There's all this resistance to like being known and being viewed as like this expert in rainwater harvesting when I know, well, my soul is more like adventure travel and like, outdoor stuff and i'm really every day i'm just bouncing between feeling called to do this rainwater thing that people need that i'm clearly good at i mean it's people are needing it and it's working and it's super fun to try new things and to be on podcasts and to share what i know and yet again like you say like 
that shadow comes along and says, nope, this isn't what it, so I'm just like constantly those pendulum voices in my head. I, I don't know how to deal with it. I, maybe I do, but I just maybe need someone to just knock me on the head and just say it. Well, that's so, so interesting. Wait, tell me what the other side of the pendulum is. So one side of the pendulum is that this is in flow. It's really fun. You feel like there's a lot of opportunity. Is the other side of the pendulum, I don't think I'm an expert and I have like imposter syndrome or is the other side of the pendulum, but I really want to be doing adventures and other things. Like, What are the two sides of the pendulum? Right. One side of the pendulum, right, is it's fun. It's interesting. It's helping people. The other side is is the fear that I'm going to be spending all this time doing this thing and it's not what I was quote unquote supposed to be doing. So it's like, it's almost like it found me. I didn't engineer this for myself. I didn't like, I didn't choose this for myself. How dare you universe choose this for me? You know, that's the, I think it's a control thing. What would be the thing that you were supposed to do? It would probably be more like adventure travel or like, I really like outdoor cooking. So I've been experimenting with like making outdoor cooking videos on Instagram. And that's also really fun. And so I have experience with outdoor travel and outdoor cooking and things like that. I don't have any experience with rainwater harvesting. So it's this like uncertainty of, am I supposed to be doing something where I don't have any experience in? And how do I find fulfillment when I'm spending all this time quote unquote, helping people on something that I don't actually have that much experience and don't find that much fulfillment in sometimes the topic itself. Really interesting, isn't it? It's really fascinating, this whole thing. It's kind of fun. It's like a fun Rubik's cube, but I can see why it doesn't feel good because it sounds like you hit on, you know, this word control. It, you know, even when you wrote the book, you were like, I don't want to be visible. So I want to control this in a certain way and pick a topic and put it out there. And then that will keep me safe. Right. Cause there was some fear of being visible at the core of this. And then what's emerging is I don't really feel like I'm visible to myself of who I really want to be and what I really want to be doing. Right. Are you currently making such a decent amount of money from the rainwater stuff that you're afraid to let go of that? income? Yeah. So I published other books in the past and they were flops. And I pushed through being bad at self-publishing long enough to that this was the first book that really is starting to make like significant money. And I'm just so proud of myself. I'm proud of what I created and I'm proud of what I learned. And it's like a fear of, but this actually works. It's actually, (laughs) it's bringing in money. It's doing the thing that I wanted it to. And uh, yeah, I'm scared to start over. Would you consider, I'm just playing with this for a second, just to see sort of what energy kind of comes from you is really what I'm trying to read. Would you consider that since you tried something and found your way to this, you would teach people how to do that? Like self-published books that actually lead them to passive income? I would. I just know there are a lot of people out there who already do. Oh gosh, I already just said it. Yeah, I would if people are interested. Um, Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's interesting. It's definitely interesting from everything that I know. And I'm just one person. So really, it matters what you know. It matters what's coming up for you in the conversation. But I'm just saying things to sort of elicit a response from you and then we'll find out what you know. Right. 
But everything that I know tells me that the only way for you to have enough juice in the tank mm-hmm. is when you feel called, when there's passion. And one thing I've learned about passion, because I've met a lot of people who are looking for the thing, right? What am I passionate about that I can pursue? The channel that leads us to hearing our passion and gives us sort of that calling is the same channel where sometimes there can be a block because of anxiety. And when anxiety is there, we can't hear the download. It prevents us. And then we go, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's there. So often with human beings, it's, there's nothing wrong with you or broken about this particular part of you. It's that we have to chisel away the stone to, to actually uncover. And it feels like what I can just feel in the energetic of the conversation is that there's a lot you're trying to protect, right? You're trying to protect whoever's in there from being seen. And therefore, at the very core of it, unless you are willing to let go of that fear, it prevents you from a lot of stuff because then you think, oh, I can outsmart this. I can self-publish a book and do something that's so far away from who I am and I can get the spoils of that. But it's not working because you're not really in it for the money the book makes. Part of what you enjoyed was the process of learning how to do something better. That was probably fun for your soul. But really, ultimately, you want to feel like you're self-actualized. And if talking about rainwater doesn't feel like you're being true to yourself, then that's not a good thing to keep investing in. Where I was asking more questions about it is because sometimes things surprise us and we actually find them fun. And that's what you just said, is I actually find this fun and this wasn't even supposed to happen exactly. And it did happen. And now here I am. And so I'm trying to discern from your response whether the issue is choosing something that's not in alignment or if you actually, because of spontaneity and synchronicity, fell into something that really feels like a fit. And therefore, if you would set down whatever you think you're supposed to know, you could just keep doing what you do well. Because nobody's anyone to do anything. Nobody knows anything. Every time I think that there's there there and I hire someone to teach us marketing, they don't know anything. Literally, they don't know anything. Like I wind up going, that's what you knew to tell me that you know? You just wanted me to spend $10,000 a day for you to tell me what you don't know. Oh my God. And it's amazing. And they're convinced that they think that they're supposed to know something. So they tell me that they know something, but they don't know anything. Honestly, they just don't know. They literally cannot give me anything. And these are people who really think they know, right? And even the best doctors will tell you, All I do is create the conditions for someone to heal themselves because I'm literally guessing. Like at a certain point, I am guessing because it's the person who ultimately has to create the opening to heal. I can give the exact same treatment to two people who are exact same age. And and it's like one person it works for and one person it might not work for, right? It's like, so who knows anything? It sounds to me like the way that you wrote this thing. I mean, my friend Sahara Rose wrote a book on Ayurveda health. She was 24 years old. She said to herself, who am I to write this book? I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to nutrition school. I don't know what I'm doing. And then she was like, you know what? But I know something about it because she healed herself. She had lost her period for four years. Then she got her period back because she started eating better and doing all of the stuff. So she wrote this book and it's the number one most sold book on the topic. Sometimes people would prefer to learn something from someone who's not an expert. 
Sometimes it's the best way to learn. Sometimes the experts are actually not good teachers. You know, my husband often says that when you go to Yale Law School, you have no idea how to sit for the bar. They don't teach you that. They teach you nothing. They just talk to you. It's like they're just mentored. They're just smart, genius theory. It's all theory. And then you you don't know how to be a lawyer. You go get some big job. You get paid a lot of money. And you sit down on your first day and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not prepared at all. Like, well, until Yale Law School, like, all I did was talk to smart judges. I don't know anything about law. I don't know anything about what to do or how to take this test. Okay. So I don't know what it even means to be an expert, right? It sounds like something you did is creating value in the market. Money is neutral. Let me just tell you what money is. Money is neutral. When value is created, people exchange money for it. Why question it? It's like money came because there was value. So you don't want to patronize those people and be like, oh my God, that's what you think is valuable. They're like, yeah, somehow the way you wrote it, the book, You Are a Badass, sold 6 million copies and she is not an expert. It was the book people actually wanted to read because they don't want to read self-help from the experts. They're not interested in that. They want to read about self-help from Jen Sincero, who at the time was living in a garage at the age of 40. That's who they want to read from. But then who is she to say, don't go change your life because of what I said? It's like, well, I already went and did it. You're the first person who got me off the couch. Oh, well, that was a mistake. I'm not an expert. Nobody cares. No one cares that you're not an expert. They care that they got the value. I say to people, don't hire a coach because they went to a certain school. Look at the results. Do you feel different after you speak to that person? Yes or no? Like, what are we even talking about? Nobody knows how to do anything because they're an expert. It's not the expert part. It's the, are you able to communicate value? And as you were talking about all the things you're supposed to do, I'm like, oh my God, if you really leaned into this rain garden thing, you could do lots of travel. You could go facilitate and set up gardens all over the world and take pictures and do adventure travel and like be outdoors and then create like outdoor food and do it's it all happening actually. So what are we talking about? We're talking about letting go of the pressure you have on yourself for expecting yourself to be somebody you're not and thinking that you won't be loved in the end because you think you're a fraud. And you would never do that to somebody you love. You would never look them in the eyes and say, you're a fraud. It sounds to me like this is serendipity at its best and that you just don't let yourself be happy because you didn't earn it and you're not allowed to be happy unless you earned it. And earning it means it can't be easy. It has to be hard. And you can't just help someone simply. You have to be an expert. And if somebody is being helped by you, then all of a sudden you probably should bow out because they'll come to find out that you're not an expert. No one is an expert at anything. We're all just walking each other home. Nobody knows anything. The only thing we know that we can actually offer is empathy, is presence, is love. And everybody, if they want to, can be an expert at that. And when then you are loving, you can help someone and offer value without being an expert. The most brilliant person that I've known in my life was my grandmother who finished school in fifth grade. She had more wisdom than every person I've ever met put together. And I am who I am because of her. 
And she was not an expert, but she was the most compassionate person. That is the thing everyone says about her, empathy. And because she had empathy, everything she did was good. Her oatmeal tasted better than anyone else's. The way she designed her house was better than anyone's. The way she dressed and always wore a scarf was better than anybody's fashion expertise because she had tremendous empathy. That's a boss. It's interesting that you're both on the call right now because you both had an expectation of yourselves around not knowing enough and not trusting what you already know to be enough. And therefore you're behind. And isn't that interesting? Because really that is what is the same. I am behind. Love is never behind, ever. I love teaching people podcasting because I am living proof that if you lead from what I just said, you can meet the coolest people in this world and none of them need you to be an expert. They come to your side because you're just you. And you didn't lead with trying to impress. You led with wanting them to feel impressive because you're loving, because you have empathy. Like, how is it that like Seth Godin and Marianne Williamson and all of these people like reach out to me to like ask me for help or advice or it's like, why are you asking? I do have that thought. Why are you asking me? There's all these people who are like on the dais of like, they're like, cause I trust you. So for both of you, it's like, what can you do in this moment if you knew you were already enough and you know enough? What would you do? What would you do? And you know what people really want from us is that because when we give ourselves permission to say, I am enough. I know enough. I'm not a fraud. They relax because everyone's looking for someone to give direction to them. We all want someone to go, please, can you just give me an idea or an opinion? And you can say it with humility, but you can say it with strength and say, here's what I do think, right? And people are like, somebody's willing to direct me somewhere, right? And that in of itself is a blessing because ultimately people don't even need your answers, but just by saying something emphatically in a conversation and claiming what you know to be enough in your point of view, it will lead them to what they actually think. And they'll go, you know what? I'm so glad you said that because now that we're in this conversation, I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to take your advice. I'm not moving back to Boston, but because you said that, it jarred it for me. I am going this way, you know, or whatever it is. It's like, could someone just play chess with me? Could someone just stop going well? I don't know enough to be in the game. I can't dance with you. I can't be a part of this. It's like, just get in. Just get in the game, right? Nobody knows what they're doing. Tell me any leader of any organization or any country that knows what the hell they're doing. They don't. They don't know what the hell they're doing, but they're willing to raise their hand and go, I'll do it. Someone's got to lead this crazy mob. I'll do it, right? Oh my God, does that take a lot of guts? It's not because they're perfect. It's because they're willing to do it. Someone has to. Everybody else is like, I don't know. But then you know what we do? We it's just make fun of them all. It's like, would you be better at it? Would anyone you know be good at that job? Like, I laugh because I'll say to my team, be honest, you know? What do you think about, let's say we're hiring someone new. We did a intake with someone. I was like, you can tell her. Tell her what's crazy about me, what's good about me. I know. I know where I have stuff. Of course. Like, I, I'm not going to do this flawlessly, but I, I have the courage to bet on it, to risk it, to invest in it, to spend tons of money on this business, tons of hours and put myself out there. And okay, that's our shared humanity. You both know more than enough. I'll tell you something else. You're not ready. You're over ready. You're like, 
a plum that has to be picked off the tree yesterday. And honestly, that's why you don't want to come to the call because you know you don't need more calls. You don't need any more calls. You've been running before. So it's like, oh, the feeling of that. I have to confront. I'm ready. You're so not ready. You're over ready. Way past ready. Like if you wait anymore, it's compost, right? Like let's go. Let's make a smoothie. Let's use it. That's what I'm saying. You're over ready. It's just this confidence about it. It's like, if I don't take more classes or if I'm not an expert, I don't know who's an expert. Don't know a single person. I know a lot of people who think they're experts. Those are the scariest people. They're scary. How do you both feel? Lighter, if that makes sense. I don't know that I know what the path is, but I know that it's there. And for the, I mentioned it earlier, I have been having really hard time with visualizations. Like I'm not able to see anything right now for some reason. But in the meditation this morning, I was actually able to see a path and it's a path that I, you know, seen pictures of. It's a lavender lined and it's, you know, it's absolutely beautiful and it probably leads to the ocean for the first time in a really long time. So I don't know what it's leading to, but Renee, you and I probably should talk because adventure travel is like totally one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. And I saw you as I was talking, I was, I, I could see your reactions and it just really warmed my heart because I feel like you're feeling a lot of the same things. So I feel really supported. I feel really energized. I still feel really wandery, which is okay. Cause then another thing, I'm a wanderer and that is actually very much appropriate. So it's been really helpful and I'm not going to say I'm behind anymore. Yeah. And I feel a little bit better. It seemed like those tears were confirmation yeah. that you were giving yourself. I've been needing, yeah, I've been needing to cry and I don't, no, why I hadn't been and that you saying those words was like that mirror that you always talk about was what I really needed to just yeah so thank you it's all awesome really it gets to be really fun and I feel like sometimes Lori for you know what you were saying like we don't know exactly what the path is it's like part of that is giving ourselves permission to try something you know and so much of that is going back to why we did that week on creativity. Because when you're a kid, you don't need to know. You're just having fun playing. You're like, let me try, you know, I'm, I'm going to just start saying yes to stuff, right? Like if yeah. I see a recipe I want to do, I'm going to make a pistachio crusted salmon tonight just to try it. Or I want to say yes to whatever feels like it's saying yes to me. So my friends are going on an adventure travel trip. And I found out about the day after that call with Kathy. And I'm just going to say yes to it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm just going to go. Right. And it's like, the more we get into that habit, we go, oh, there I am. I just stopped saying Mm -hmm. yes to those inclinations a long time ago. And so that felt really heavy and it slowed me down. And all of a sudden it's like, there's this incredible thing where, and Michael Singer talks a lot about this and the untethered soul. And and this is exactly what just happened to you, Renee. It's like, if you look back at all the times you thought you knew what the path was, this is really fascinating because you can look back and think you thought you knew what the path was in certain moments and you wanted it and you tried for it because you were clear you knew what the path was. And this big red door of this path didn't open. And then at some point, maybe you made a hairpin turn and a yellow door opened and you walked through it and it led you to something. And maybe somebody on the way, on the trail, showed you the yellow door and it seemed insignificant. If you actually look back at your life, 
there have been a series of those yellow doors. And those are the things that we have no control over. And that is called surrender. And that is called synchronicity. And that is called the great big oneness of the field. That is God. That is the universe. That is this web that we're all connected to that we think we're separate from. How cool to know that that is all happening. And so really, wherever it just feels like the next curiosity, there's going to be a yellow door. Because most of the time, our 3D, our ego, our story tells us that we want certain things that we don't want. We want something so much bigger. I thought I wanted a record deal. There was a time you guys would have heard me all the time. There was a chapter in my life where I was on One Tree Hill, Dawson's Creek, Grey's Anatomy, Pretty Little Liars, Younger, all the time, one week after another, always on these shows, playing out, playing live and at, at places in LA. Really clear that this was the perfect alignment that I was on these hit shows all the time, regularly. In fact, I don't think you guys have seen this. This is Variety Magazine, and this is a full-page article on me in Variety Magazine. And this is Billboard Magazine. Billboard Magazine, like the real copy, not the digital thing. And this is a full-page article about me making so much money writing music for TV shows, okay? I was certain that that's what I wanted. If you ask anybody in that 10-year period, what do you want? Be like, I want to be a pop star. That's what I'm doing. Of course I'm doing it. Obviously, that's what I'm doing. Don't you know what I do? How cool it is? Like, I get to do this stuff all the time. And by the way, I have to make a mental note to put my songs on iTunes because most of the songs that are on those shows are not even on iTunes because I, in 2016, stopped paying to renew it to be uploaded because I started the podcast. But I've all, all my best songs that were on those shows. You could find them on YouTube if you type Kathy Heller and Pretty Little Liars or Kathy Heller and Switch to Birth. You could hear the songs on the shows, but because the people put the scenes up there, which is really fun. But I should put those songs up so you guys can hear those best songs. Mm -hmm. In any case, I say that because I was certain that that was my red door. And everything in my life right now is everything. And I cannot believe that I didn't know that I wanted this. I want a spiritual pile of things. I don't want that other stuff. I want to keep growing, keep leading us all. I want to do all, all that meditation stuff, all of that stuff. I thought that was just a, a side thing. I had no idea. It's just so fascinating. I just couldn't see it. And when I first was teaching meditation, because I did it for a couple of years, which is that's all that I did in 2009, I took a break from songwriting for a year when we got married. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll teach meditation. And then I went back into songwriting full time. But I was like, oh, that'll never be anything. That's just, you know. But my point is, there's yellow doors everywhere. And we think we have to know and we have to control it. And it's like, you don't know that you're going to meet somebody tomorrow who's going to have a conversation with you about a book and that book leaves you. It's like, not only do we tell ourselves we don't know enough, but we tell ourselves that nobody knows. And then we're alone and we're helpless. And it's like, no, there is a great known. You're in it. You're being guided by it. You have support. It's all around us all the time. Choose the ease. Let go of trying to control how it needs to be or what you think you need to know. Just flow. Move from one cool thing to the next. And as we've talked about in this class, my personal opinion is that the best way that that starts to really happen 
is when we look for opportunities to change the world for one person all day long, every day, because we stop thinking about ourselves and we start thinking about all the little ways that we can affect change. And that is literally what my podcast was built on. I was like, I want to make a seat for people to come on my show, to feel loved, to feel seen. And because I did that, it led me to like everything else. And that was, I was having fun just doing that because it feels so good to love people and really love them in a way where they're like, oh my God, she sees me. Oh my God. And then, and then it becomes, what can I do for you? I'm like, for what? A conversation? Like, but you saw me, you got me. I'm like, I don't know, nothing. I don't have it. I didn't want to do anything else. So anyway, lots of juicy, fun things. I'm so glad we have this talk. I hope that you will integrate this and feel into it. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. And thank you. Thank you. I hope that gives you more ease and peace. I want to give a big thank you to Lori Ann and Renee for letting us share this. You can follow Lori Ann on Instagram at Ink and Pen Adventures. And you can follow Renee at Author Renee Dang. And Renee is spelled R-E-N-E-E. So here are the takeaways. Number one, So much of how we progress through life is not because we did homework. It's not because we're caught up. It's because we allow ourselves to make radically courageous decisions. Number two, you have the opportunity to go through the portal at any moment. You decide to set down your fear and move from a different point of alignment. You choose not to operate from the past, from the unconscious pattern. That is the crowning jewel of the human. Number three, you'll never be ready minus fear. You'll always be doing it a little bit scared because that's actually the satisfaction for the soul. Number four, in any moment, you could give yourself the permission slip to know that you are already enough. Number five, nobody is ever an expert. We're all just walking each other home. The only thing we know that we can actually offer is presence, empathy, and love. And everyone, if they want to, can be an expert at that. Number six, just get in the game. Number seven, you're not ready, you're over ready. Number eight, there's a great known and you're in it. You're being guided by it. You have support. It's all around us all the time. Choose the ease. Let go of trying to control how it needs to be or what you think and need to know. Just flow. And number nine, look for the opportunities to change the world for one person all day long, every day. All right, I want to take a moment to give a shout out to the students from our podcasting course. We want to give a round of applause to Efrat Amira and her podcast, Alternative Parenting, Amy Dons and her show, Winning the Divine Lottery, Molly Ryder and her More Milk Please, a baby feeding stories podcast, and Leslie Albert's podcast, Kindred Journey. I'm just so proud of these amazing women. If you want to check out their podcast, we're going to have the links in the show notes. Thank you for being here and listening. I love this community so much, and I know that your schedule is so packed, so it always means a lot that you're here. We have great episodes coming up, so please follow along on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. And if you believe in this and you love the work we're doing, leave us a review because it always helps. And if you can think of someone who would benefit from today's episode, send them the link. And finally, we're doing a free workshop next week, January 22nd through the 27th. This is all about becoming the most wealthy woman you really were meant to be. There's a woman within you that is strong and courageous and brave and fierce. And there's a part of you that has such an expansive sense of what really lies within you. And we want to tap into how can we change our relationship with our true worth and also change our relationship with money so that we can have a financial abundance that is beyond measure and we can become a custodian of wealth in the world. Come and join us next week. Go to kathyhow.com slash wealth to grab your spot. It's free. I love you. I'll leave you with a song. Have a great weekend.